Greetings. Welcome to the Hood Rat to Harvard podcast with your host, Chandrika Simmons, also known as the Law Chick. Today's topic is Ride or Die Chick to the Law Chick. So for those of you who don't know, uh, I thought I'd come and tell you a tale of a young girl and her dating habits. So growing up poor in the south and sometimes in the north when my mother got a new boyfriend um you date because it's just what you do and nobody teaches you how to date nobody teaches you who to date and nobody teaches what your teaches you what your standards should be none of that so as a result i have not one not two not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven ex-boyfriends that have all been incarcerated at one time or another, either in state prison or federal prison. And I, I didn't think that it was anything unique about that until I was talking to someone else like, wow, I got like five ex-boyfriends that are that I've been incarcerated. Like, what, what's up with me? Uh, then I started writing down, down their names and uh, it's more than five. Yeah, it's more than five. So um, I thought I'd tell a few tales of the tales of the hood regarding uh, these five. So I'll start with maybe, let's see, Tony for this episode. <laughs> Tony, I believe, is the only one that's still incarcerated because he's not getting out ever. He's in uh, Angola's prison in Louisiana for murder. Um, so Tony and I dated, I don't even know if you want to call it dating, Um my grandmother lived in a small town and his family lived right across the street. And so as kids, I spent the summers with my grandmother and we played with each other as children. And eventually it grew up into some type of uh, puppy love and then grew into some toxic uh, love. So every summer, we spent every summer together that I was there. And so, uh, he had girlfriends. I had boyfriends when we were away from each other because I didn't live in Louisiana uh, at the time. I lived in I lived in Georgia. I lived in Alabama. I lived in Michigan. I lived in Arizona, and so I would just come back and forth to visit my grandmother in the summertime. So when I saw my grandmother, I saw Tony. So, so we've always been. A thing. We were always a thing. Um, because my cousin dated his brother as well. It was just a, it was just what it was. We dated through I mean not gonna give their last names, but yeah, we dated those boys. Um, so fast forward, I graduate from high school, I go off to college, and I go to Louisiana because I'm I'm, so, I'm supposed to go to college at Grandland State University, 
but that doesn't happen because my mother forgot to send in my check for housing. So I got there and I had nowhere to stay. So my grandmother asked me, she's like, what was your second choice, baby? And I said, my second choice was uh, Eastern Michigan. So she said, well, that's where you're going. So, but that summer before I went to Eastern Michigan, I spent the whole summer with Tony riding up and down the highway all in the on the bayou all on the by all over louisiana we had some fun that summer and then i left and moved to michigan to go to college and while at college i met uh, another ex-boyfriend rodney and he was something else. We used to bodybuild together and weight lift because I thought I was going to be a bodybuilder. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought I was going to be a bodybuilder. And um, so I met Rodney, dating Rodney while I was a freshman in college. And then I met my, my husband and uh, started dating him and Rodney at the same time. Well, my husband told me I had to make a choice, either Rodney or him. So I chose him. And uh, eventually we were to become parents. I was pregnant. I got pregnant my freshman year in college. I had my daughter when I was 19. Um, so what you do when you have a baby? I have to take my baby down south to go visit um, my grandmother so she could see her, grand her great grandchild. But before I got there, my um, grandmother called me and she said, uh, Tony came by the house and he saw your pictures. Cause I had sent my grandmother pictures of me and my current husband and she, um, she put them up cause that's what grandmothers do. And Tony came by the house to check on my grandmother and saw the picture. And um, so, Dia calls me, this is my grandmother, we call her Dia. Dia calls me and says, yeah, Tony came by the house and saw your picture. Uh, it's a prop. And I was like, what's the prop? And she was like, he said that you his and he don't know who this fellow is, but uh, somebody need to tell him that you his. And I was like, oh, okay. And um, he said to let him know next time you down here, because he needed to let you know that you are his. And I said, well, I know what that means. And that don't sound like nothing good coming from him. He's an overly aggressive little person. So I told uh, D, I said, uh, well, next time I come down there, he don't need to know that I'm coming because I already know that he crazy. And um, she was like, okay. So, I have my baby and I'm driving down. I drive down south to take my baby to go see my grandmother. And um, I get to Memphis to visit my aunt and I let her know, you know, it's a problem down there and I need to go down there at night so he can't see my car so I can park behind the house so he can't see and da da da. It was just a whole thing. And so me and my uncle mapped out the time frame for arriving in Carfax, Louisiana at the right time at night. So 
that all the looky-loos wouldn't know that I was in town. He wouldn't know that I was there. So I did that. I snuck in and out of Carfax for years, avoiding him because I knew if I saw him, it was going to be a problem that I could possibly die um, or something could happen to my baby. And I just couldn't take a chance on that. So years later, I hear that he has murdered someone. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> we dodged the bullet there, baby, didn't we? And uh, yeah, he's still, still incarcerated to this day. He has no chance of getting out ever. He's sentenced to 50 years to life. And that is my tale of Tony. My tale of Hmm. Who's next? Who's next? Um, let's go with Todd. Because <laughs> I didn't date Todd for long. I dated Todd for maybe two months. My junior year in high school, Todd was, a, was older than myself. So Todd was maybe 20. 25, 24, 25. He looked older than that. He was like six, seven, 250 pounds. And just, whew, just something else. Um, so I dated Todd while I was in high school. But I knew Todd was not all there. So one day I'm at the house. This is, I was living in Arizona at the time. So I'm at the house with my mom and my sister and Ty calls me and says he's coming over to visit. He's dropping by. And I say, okay, cool. I get another call prior to that from my other ex-boyfriend, Nathan, saying that he in the he's in the avenues because in Arizona, the Phoenix is split up by the streets and the avenues. And so I lived in the avenues and he lived in the streets. And so he was like, and it's a long ride to get from the streets to the avenues. And I lived way over on 83rd and Osborne, um, very far. And so he's like, I'm over here uh, in the neighborhood. Let me drive by. And I was like, okay, because I what do I care? So Nathan drops by before Ty gets there. And Nathan's uh, a blood. So that gangbanging thing is real, was real. I don't know what it is now, but back then it was real in Arizona. So he was a blood and Ty was, wasn't a blood. And I don't think he was a crip, but he just was, he was just out here, just out here. He could have been hilltop. I don't, I don't know what he claimed. But he was just out here. So Nathan arrives first and he, he my mom knows him. everybody knows him because we dated in high school and we just broke up because he had a baby on me. So it, it was what it was. And um, Nathan comes over and he's he's there kicking it. But he only stand for a minute. He dropping off something for my mom. And it's what it is. 
So Todd, I guess Todd rolls by in his vehicle, sees Nathan's vehicle outside my house and goes to the grocery store and calls me because we had no cell phones. <laughs> Wasn't no cell phones. So he goes to the grocery store and calls me and says, what um, what old dude doing at your house? I say he doing whatever he want to. You want to call? You want to come back? Come over here and check check him and ask him. You don't check me. You got a problem with the dude? You check the dude, not me. And I and I Nathan heard me saying this to him, so he's like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "It's Todd, such and such." And he's like, "Oh, tell old dude to stop on by. Like he got he wants something." My mom was like, "No, we don't want no problems. You can go." And so. Nathan leaves and I tell Ty, I said, Nathan's leaving. So you can come on back, back to Ty, Ty, wait till Nathan leaves, come back and try to check me in my driveway. I was like, I was all of 16, all of 16, maybe 16. I'm going to give myself 16 because I was young in, in junior high. I mean, in, in my junior junior year in high school. So he tried to check me in, in my driveway about some dude that called me and dropped off something over my house for my mom that I used to date. And I was like, I need you. I mean, he was rah-rah with it. Like he was going to hit me. Like this was like, this was like, he. I was, I had never seen him get out of pocket like this with, with me. So I was like, you know what? I said, you know what? I don't do all this because it looks like you want to hit me and I'll fight you. So I'm not, and I said, I'll lose, but you'll know you've been in a fight. So to avoid all that, how about you don't come around here ever again, no more. And that was the last time I saw his tail. Fast forward. A month later, maybe a month, I get a call from my cousin. I'm not going to mention her name, but she calls me and she said, you know, your boy locked up. And I was like, who? Like Todd. I was like, for what? For beating one of her friends, tail, hog tying her. Hog tying. <laughs> hog tying her in the hotel room. And basically waterboarding her and beating the crap out of her because she was, he thought she was cheating on him or something. But I didn't, I was just like, dude, I'm so glad I dodged that bullet boy. Because if he had a chance to, I saw it coming in my driveway. He looked like he wanted to hit me. And I was like, I am not for being hit. You got the wrong one. We going to scrap. So that was the end of Ty and he went to prison for assaulting that girl. Anywho, so that was the tale of Tony and Ty. I think my, huh, I think my next tale might be that of, let me think. Mm -hmm. Let's do Nathan since I mentioned him in the story. So Nathan, he just got out of prison like I think five, six years ago, but it was on drugs. Um, 
So Nathan and I started dating my sophomore year in high school. I went to South Mountain High School and I was walking. I had some cute little booty shorts on, walking through the quad, minding my own business, going to class because I was very focused on my work. And here come this old dusty gang banging dude trying to talk to me. Not cute, but really charismatic. He has a really good personality very and very nice. He's very well mannerable until, unless you make him mad. So he came up to me, approached me and I was just like, oh dude, I don't want no problems. I'm new here. I had just moved down to Arizona from Michigan. I was like, I'm new here. I don't want no problems. I don't know these people. I don't know this culture this whole gang thing. I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking to you, talking to someone. I don't, I don't want to get shot. I just, I don't, it was just too much. So I go to class. I get out of class and this sucker is waiting for me outside the door to walk me to my next class. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it was, that was different. So he walks me to my next class all the while talking junk, uh, Beating game, holding my books. And uh, he walks me in his class and I was like, well, where are you going? This is the net. And uh, he's like, don't worry about where I'm going. This is net. I'm here to learn too. Just some old bull. Anyway, we started, uh, after that, we started dating because he also had, uh, yeah, him. So we started dating. We dated for, I think my whole sophomore year. And yeah, and then my junior year, towards the end of my sophomore year, my junior year, I come to find out that he had uh, this girl pregnant. And uh, but I'm his girlfriend, like he see, I'm, yeah, he be seen with me. I never seen him with her. And so I was like, oh, so those, those are the rules now? We having babies on each other? That's what we do? We having babies on people? Okay, cool. So I transferred schools, left South Mountain, went out to go to school in the avenues uh, to Trevor Brown. And while I was there, I met another dude. He's not nowhere near. He's, he's a straight shooter. And I think he's, he's a veteran now, but I met another dude, um, Keith. <laughs> I started dating him. Well, Nathan finds out that I'm dating Keith and wants to show out. Now, you you got this girl pregnant on my watch, and now I'm, I'm, I'm dating somebody else, and now you want to show out with me. It was just a whole mess. So what he did was... He rolled up on me while I was going into the house. Me and my, my mom and I were just getting out the car, coming from getting ice cream or something. We were getting out the car and he rolled up on me. And I told you he lived in the streets and I lived in the avenue. That is far, far. So he rolled all the way out to the avenues to check me for all the jewelry that he had bought me over the time that we were together. So I had, back in the day, I used to wear rings on every finger. I had a ring. I had rings in my hair. 
I had rings in my ears. I just had jewelry, every necklaces, bracelets, everything. I was gold down to the ground. And he pretty much bought everything. And so when he came to check me, to check all my jewelry in, <laughs> wasn't having it. I was not having it. And uh, we stood there on the sidewalk and uh, he was like, yeah, you need to give me all my stuff. I was like, I'm not giving you shit. You kiss all my ass. And my mama turned around and she goes, cause she was still walking. She goes, just give it to him. I said, I said, whose side are you on? Like, what's going on with you? Why, why are you not down for the calls? Like, he, you said he's trying to check me. We could take him if we wanted to, both of us. She's like, just give it all, give it all to me. So while he was pacing back and forth, looking all crazy, I started taking off some of the jewelry and putting it in my pocket, but not using, I only was using one hand. So I was like pulling the ring off my pinky finger and putting it in my pocket. I was pulling the ring off my thumb and putting it in my pocket and making it seem like I only had a couple of couple of things on that he could only that he could get off me at the time. So I give him this little funky jewelry that I was just like, boy, I was like, you a whole simp. You so simple. I said, you drive all the way over here to check a girl for some jewelry. I said, you press like that. He was like. You lucky, you lucky, you lucky. I was, I was like, I'm lucky for what? I wanted to really just fight him for real. I really wanted to fight him. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I went, I left after he peeled, peeled off him and his homeboy said his homeboy with him. Like they was going to jump me. After he peeled off, I went to my room. Boy, I was seething. I was more mad at my mama who now don't even remember this story. That's convenient. She don't even remember this story that this, that this actually happened. I was like, wow, I'll be riding for her. And she ain't even ride for me. Let him take my jury. I was like, cool, I'm gonna get it back. So don't worry about it. So what I did was I started back talking to him <laughs> just so I could get my jury back. <laughs> And at the same time, I still was messing with Keith. We started back talking. And I'm getting slowly but surely getting all my jury back. I'm going out every little, every time I see him, he over his uncle house, he over this cousin house, he over that I'm getting all my jury back. Eventually, I'm going to be back where I was eventually. So fast forward, this is my junior year, the beginning of my junior year. And I still, um, I done let Keith go. He broke up with me for whatever reason. I don't know what that was about, but he broke up with me. He's the only boy that ever broke up with me, except for my husband. He broke up with me once, but he broke up with me. So I'm out here. I'm a free agent. I'm still talking to, talking to Nathan though, you know, because I want all my jury back. So eventually I get all the stuff that I want plus some. So fast forward, I'm at a party and it's me. My friend Sheila, Deshay, and China Black. And no disrespect, that was his nickname, China Black, because he had uh, slanted eyes. That's just what we called him. We didn't know any better. And we were at a party and we were we we were a crew. So we would 
kick it at school, you know, rapping and making beats on the table and dancing and stuff. And I was a dancer. And so we were at this party and we were cutting up. We had a whole dance routine and we were in line and we were dancing to Chub Rock. <laughs> I'll never forget, we danced to Chub Rock. And I'm just dancing, treat I'm like, oh, okay. This is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden I got snatched out of the line because we were dancing like a like a little line. Me, Deshay, Sheila, China Black. And we were dancing. We had this whole routine. And I get snatched out the line and pulled outside. I had no idea what was going on. I was intoxicated and in, in on a good high. And so I'm outside and I look and I was like, it's who, what? And it was Nathan. And I was like, why would you do that? Why are you snatching folks off the dance floor? This makes no sense. And before I know it, we are fighting. We are fisticuffs going up. <laughs> and I thought, Oh, baby, I thought I was winning. I was not. <laughs> he whooped my tail. Oh, my gosh. He whooped my tail that night. Little known fact, my cousin, Kevin, may he rest in peace, was there that night and saw the fight. I didn't know he was there until later on. So I get home the next day. I'm in the kitchen. I look, ugh. he didn't hit me in my face. Thank goodness I had no bruises in my face, but I had some, like, he had slapped me on my neck, hit my shoulder, my back had a mile. Just, it was, oh, it was just a mess. And um, I'm in the kitchen and uh, help my mama fry some fish. And uh, she was like, so I heard you got your ass whipped last night. <laughs> I was like, uh, who told you that? Like, who told you that? And she was like, Kevin. And I was like, Kevin was there? I said, wow, your own cousin was there and didn't help you? I said, yeah. I said, yeah. Nathan uh, whipped my ass last night. Sure did. I said, but I got, I, 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 I held my own. I did not. <laughs> I did not hold my own at all. Um, but anyway, we broke up. After that, we broke up, broke up because I had to focus on graduating because obviously this ain't going absolutely nowhere fighting people. I'm not, I'm not finna fight nobody, but I still got to keep my jury. And that is it for Hood Tales for the day. So what did we talk about? We talked about Tony, Nathan, and Todd. I think next episode, I'm going to address the others. So that's Shelton, Landers, John, David, and Devontae. Yeah. So... Make sure you tune in and be ready for the next episode where we'll start back on up with the hood tales and the bullshit.
Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, Hood Rat to Harvard, H-O-O-D-R-A-T, the number two, H-A-R-V-A-R-D. We appreciate you and thank you for listening. This has been your host, Shandrika Simmons, The Law Chick. Thank you.